Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Something that, uh, that has made me feel very, very uncomfortable are these border protests against trucks sending aid into Gaza. And we wanted to chat to Jonathan Feldstein about it. Jonathan, a very good morning. How are you? Hi, Howard. Thank you. Uh, doing well, uh, relatively. My son is out of Gaza and is home for Shabbat. So oh, that's wonderful. Those are, th- those are good things. Yeah, um, I'm sure the relief must be just immense. And thank you for the comedy relief. I had seen the report also of UNRWA being nominated for a Nobel Prize and have already started drafting my article about that. And yes, Hamas and, <laughs> and the Iranian uh, uh, Islamic Re- uh, Republic uh, Revolutionary Corps should also be nominated. Yes, I think they're a lovely idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, also like for the libera- liberating women all over uh, um, you know, Iran. They're very, very nice. Correct. Mm. Okay. Well, yes. On to, to- on to our topic. Which, which um, makes me uncomfortable. Why are you uncomfortable? Why well, I'm uncomfortable? Because aid is aid. Aid is aid. And, mm. and I, obviously I understand that some of the protesters, from what I believe, are families of hostages. And I can't even imagine for a second what they are enduring. Uh, but at the same time, I, I do worry about people being deprived of of the basics that uh, that they need yeah so so you you're, you're hitting i think the part of the, the the core of the nerve of one of the most central social issues that's now beginning to create the unraveling of the unity that we've been having here uh, hopefully it won't be as disastrous as it was beginning a year ago um but what you noted is that you've got people on the on the border with Gaza protesting and trying to block humanitarian aid from going in, because well, on a very simple and honestly very logical uh, position mm. that as long as there's a single hostage in Gaza, we should not be sending anything in mm. to our enemy. Expect not not necessarily that all the Palestinian Arabs are enemies, but knowing that Hamas is pilfering the the humanitarian aid and marking it up and making a huge profit they're mm. they're they're raping their own people mm. and that's a tremendous challenge and on the other hand this past week i was in in tel aviv in kikar Khatufim. by the way the day i was there hamas still happened to find enough rockets to shoot several at tel aviv and three explosions took place literally overhead where i was and at this square you find people demonstrating the opposite demonstrating we have to get all of the hostages out at any cost so humanitarian aid is the most neutral of those. Forget the releasing of terrorists and what have you. And and it's a and it's a obviously it's political, political not just domestically but also political internationally. But it's it's a it's a very big issue here because I think we saw t- soldiers this week on TV being interviewed. Our mission is to bring the hostages home, but it's very hard to do that when you're talking about providing aid to a to a breadth of people even humanitarian and i concur with your with your discomfort mm. but i'm uncomfortable on both levels and i don't know if that makes sense no it does it does because because we can think about we can think about all the the aspects of it and i think that's important as well uh, not just to i think it's i, I often envy people who are so uh, set in 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 within their political uh, uh, 
voice or, or opinion that they don't need to be that, that they don't need to question anything you know when it's much more uncomfortable it's a much more unpleasant place to be sometimes when you can understand why people are doing it but it also doesn't make you uh, comfortable or there also feels like there's something wrong with it has there been any uh, discussion is there any reason why Israel if they're in Gaza and have taken control to the extent that they have why can't the IDF distribute the aid to Palestinians? Wow, that's a fascinating question. Um, I suppose the, uh, I've never considered it. I suppose technically the IDF can. And since this is a military operation that's of course also about crushing Hamas, Mm. but I know from my own son's experience that even these elite combat soldiers are going in and looking for intelligence, are going in and looking to find the, the, the tunnels and other infrastructures and destroy those, and looking for the hostages and bodies of hostages or evidence of where the hostages were. I suppose technically the, IR, the, the, the IDF could add the distribution of humanitarian resources to its list. I would imagine that that would... Hmm, it's a very good question. I just don't know that anyone's thinking about it. Maybe well, we please need to can you suggest it. Yeah, please can you suggest it. Uh, well, I was going to say, let's set up a Zoom before Shabbat with the Prime Minister and see All what right. he thinks. If, uh, if you can arrange that, I will. I would be very keen. Uh, but, uh, but genuinely, I think that, that by doing so, it eliminates the issue of Hamas stealing the aid. It means that for the Palestinians, they don't need to be paying for things that should have been free, the tents and the flowers and all of that that was donated but Hamas is charging for, uh, it means that Israel uh, becomes a, a, the, the, a little bit more credible in that regard, although that probably is, I mean, that's never a reason to do it because it'll, it, it, it doesn't back, it, it backfires anyway. It's not about, uh, it's not about that, but, uh, but perhaps it, it will change the dynamic in the region. It just doesn't make sense to me that all of these aids, dozens and dozens of trucks coming in every day just to be either handed to Hamas or to UNRWA, uh, who we know both are dishonest parties, both don't, uh, who don't serve the people of Gaza. Uh, it, it, it just seems to me that, that there's got to be a better way of doing it. And then when UNRWA says, well, they're running out of money, we say, well, it's okay. Don't worry, we'll take it from here. Uh, you've, you've, you know, you can sit this one out. You've done quite enough. Thank you very much. Uh, so so well, maybe, yeah. maybe I'm simplifying it, and of course I am, because I imagine the logistics are absolutely enormous. But I also logistics imagine- would be hard, and it mm. would also certainly add a layer of risk to soldiers who were in the midst of a civilian population where Hamas is hiding themselves anyway. And as soon as one Hamas member comes out with an RPG and shoots at soldiers who are handing out humanitarian aid to civilians or distributing it in some capacity, then then you end up with a, a, another dynamic that would add a wrinkle. It's still a very clever idea. I, I would bring in maybe a humanitarian, well, what, what's a legitimate humanitarian organization to, to potentially do that and let Hamas risk hitting such an organization? Mm, mm. 
That is, that is true. All of these things are, are, are very real factors. Carol Z, one of our listeners, says this is a classical case of a brave father and a brave son. Awesome character trait. So that is a compliment to you and uh, to your son. How is he doing? How is he, uh, how is he emotionally, um, how is he managing? So we, we went out to dinner last night. Um, he's had a week of, of with decommissioning from the army and and I believe this week he's officially finished and then they discharge him he's on vacation having served more than 100 days and then he and then he's officially discharged it looks like he's planning on going to school which is that what he and his still newlywed wife were supposed to um, have done starting in October Mm -hmm. Um, but you can you can tell that something's well, that, I guess that's my question right is, here. you know, that famous Golda Meir line that says, you know, I'll forgive the Arabs for trying to kill us, but not for turning our sons and, and our children into killers. And I just wonder how apt that still is. So I, I can tell you, I don't know all of what he did or experienced. Mm. Some, some of it I have a sense and was actually quite horrible. And it, and it touched, it, it, it scarred his soul and scars don't go away sometimes easily or ever um i i, I want to at the right time speak with him about it i agree i, I wrote about that golden mayor quote early on that i didn't want my son to have to be in such a situation mm-hmm. but i pivoted after a while and i said you know what if if i could be in a position if i were young enough and eligible to be a combat soldier and have the privilege of actually killing terrorists who want to kill us I'd have been there alongside with him. Mm. So I'm proud if he if he was called to do that, I'm actually proud of it. Um, not that I want him to ever have to experience it, of course. but here we are, Jewish men in the Jewish army, Jewish men and women in the Jewish army, defending the Jewish people in the Jewish state. Uh, it doesn't get any better than that, albeit that we would really rather not have to do it in war. Mm, absolutely, absolutely right. Uh, is there some form of, uh, does the army offer these, uh, the kids therapy of, of some sort, or is that up to them to follow that route should they need it? The army offers, and part of this week of their, of their withdrawal, from, they, they came out of Gaza on Sunday, but mm-hmm. their, de- their decommissioning process included i think elements of that and elements of what they can have as resources uh, that are coming but i believe that and i and i believe that's available to the soldiers but i believe that it will be on their initiative so so someone like my son who will think that he's tough enough and it really doesn't matter and he doesn't not. need such yeah. things Why it'll you? be on him to realize yeah. that he needs it and then accept, access it yeah, it's uh, it's uh, the the toll, no doubt, is a significant one. That is, thank you for sharing that with us. It gives us an insight into into what it is uh, to um, have somebody sh- uh, in the in the IDF. Jonathan Feldstein, thank you as always, founder of Genesis One Two Three Foundation. Uh, wishing you a fantastic weekend. A Shabbat Shalom.